fam, and welcome back to Just Grow With It. I am super excited to be with you all today, especially after, you know, a holiday sabbatical. Uh, but I'm also super excited to be kicking off season four today with somebody who is super near and dear to my heart. Uh, I met this person about six months ago, just under six months ago, actually, um, up in the Fort Drum area when I was starting to get more involved in that community uh, and through my now fiance. Um, and this person has just quickly become such a joy and just such a light in my life. Uh, she is genuinely one of the most radiant people that I've ever met, uh, chaotic and fun in all of the best ways. But she has also just very quickly become one of my closest friends and just a confidant that I can go to uh, truly with anything. So I'm always in awe and just inspired by who she is and the grace that you know she offers to the world each and every day. Uh, but she's somebody that I admire and I look up to so much. And I'm super stoked for you all to have the opportunity to hear from her today. So with that being said, I want to welcome uh, Miss Paige Bentley to the show. Hey, everybody. It's me, Paige Bentley. <laughs> I love you. Yes. This, <laughs> this is, is so fun. fun. It's fun. It's super fun. And I'm really excited because Paige, like I said, she is just somebody who I truly admire and have looked up to. Uh, and I've also just had the opportunity to learn a lot from her. So today we're going to dive a little bit more into, you know, who she is and kind of what her background and story is as well. Uh, so with that being said, Paige, my first question literally is, you know, you and uh, what is it about? <laughs> What am I all about? Is that what you just said? Yeah, I said, who are you and oh, what are you about? All right. That's a tough question. First of all, I got to hear Mackenzie's compliments about me twice because her mom walked in on the first one. So I got hyped up by Mackenzie two times. And I just want to thank you for your compliments and how you spoke about me. That's so nice of you. And I think the same of you. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm here. I think that's what people do when they first get on podcasts. They say, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on this podcast. I'm really excited to be here. And um, I also look up to you in, in ways too. And I just appreciate your friendship and just how kind you are. Um, what's crazy about our relationship, guys, before I answer her question is like, literally Mackenzie, like she said, under six months and what's so great about like meeting a friend a really close friend when you're following Jesus is like it feels like you've known them for years like looking back at when I was not following Jesus if I had met Mackenzie I don't think it would have felt as natural as it does now but like that's what the Lord has done and what he's doing in New York and it's just been super cool to have a friend like another girlfriend because guys were like oh outnumbered in the church <laughs> There's only dudes, yeah. and then it's literally me and Mackenzie, and our other girlfriend just had a baby, so we have not been able to have, like, a, a lot of girl time. Yeah. So, anyway, but, yeah, that's her introduction about how great a friendship um, we have. It's wild to see that it's only been since August. Like, Dude, I, I know. End of August. That's crazy. Yeah. Now we're in 2023, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we've been friends for, like, six years. No, six months. Oh, yeah, barely. <laughs> pushing it yeah so Paige tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of what you're about yeah so I think who I am um is honestly like it's a hard question and when I had tried I knew you were gonna ask me that question and when I sat with myself and was like who am I um the closest and most accurate thing that I could in like a short version could describe myself 
in one sentence, if I could, it's just, I'm a follower of Jesus. Um, and I love people. Uh, there's a lot of things that make me who I am. And, um, before I made Jesus my King, it, it was, yeah, people, it was my experiences. And now who I am is really just a daughter of our father. Um, and that, that's been such a blessing because it makes that question a lot easier to answer. Uh, but to give everybody more context, I'm married. I have a husband. His name's Michael. I have no kids. Um, we live in Fort Drum, New York. And yeah, he's in the army and my dad retired from the army. So I always told myself growing up, I was like, I'm never going to marry an army guy. And I did exactly that. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just living a life that I've known and it's been a huge blessing. And yeah, it's just been, I love people. I am. Yeah. I just love Jesus and I love people. I love my animals, I love my husband, I love my friends. So I love that. What are you currently like, if you had to give me kind of a little bit of context or background about what you're doing right now in this season of life, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I'd say what I'm doing, I'm just a normal person. I feel like, like I work full time. Um, I work at a, an elementary school. I'm a teacher's aide. So I have this little dude that I hang out with all the time and, uh, he's nonverbal, he's autistic. And, uh, I just hang out with him and all the other kids in the class. We have a couple nonverbal students and we have some behavioral issues. And yeah, I think I'm just a normal person. This season is really interesting because my husband came home from deployment and, um, literally we've just been chilling. Like I've just been working. I've been chilling. I, before he came home, I was like running the gun with like ministry stuff, like sharing the gospel five times a day and trying to like lead everybody I've ever met to Christ, even like commissary workers, baggers, cashiers and stuff like that. And I still do that, but it's just, you know, I'm trying to learn how to be a wife and a friend and a teacher's aide and just try and yeah. What'd you say? to balance all the roles that you're kind of carrying yeah like I just this season is just figuring out how to do everything that God's called me to do on a daily basis um and I think that's easy for everybody to say like yeah I just do x y and z but when you look at it I'm just sitting here and I'm I get home and I'm like oh my gosh how do people do everything they yeah. don't we can't so this season is really just trying to figure out how to how to be disciplined and um yeah just be able to love my husband honestly I know that sounds like typical Christian wife stuff right there <laughs> but I'm be honest bro like it's hard yeah. especially when you come from like a really independent background which you definitely understand that yeah for sure yeah and man like it's hard yeah and I think too just like looking you know as a friend looking in on your life you've had a lot of change in the last probably like month or two that you know, you were so accustomed to kind of what your routine was and what your ways were. And we were kind of talking about it this morning when we said, you know, life kind of changes when you have to consider, you know, there's another human in the picture. Um, yeah. and I know that that's something that I'm definitely being refined in right now, just myself, because I've, I don't know if you real like if this was something that happened to you, but I very quickly realized that like, once you have somebody else in your life, like it's not necessarily selfish ambition, but sometimes your selfish ways are like illustrated to you when you have to actually be considering another person. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot that I've been refined in, like thinking about, you know, 
hey, there's a whole other person, entity, human, whatever, you know, that I have to think about and consider in, in my decisions and in my day. So I can definitely resonate, you know, you were married, so you were kind of used to it in a way, but at the same token, you're getting used to it all over again. Um, so I'm sure that that's been a lot to kind of just, you know, muddle through and work through right now. Yeah. it's just, And honestly, like, even though I've been, Michael and I have only been married for two years, like in any world where anybody's been married for any sort of time, like two years is like, you're a newlywed bro. Like you're, you're good. You're still figuring it out. Um, so I don't even consider like, yeah, we're married. We've been married for two years, but our first year of marriage, he was basically gone. He was in school. And then right after he had that school, he had another school. And then after that school, there was another school and then we moved and then we got here and I never saw him. And then he deployed. So this is the first time like we've actually had to like be in a full blown routine together. And it's been really weird. Um, and it's not even like, oh, my selfish ways. It's like I can't he he gets on my nerves <laughs> like and I have to like I'm in a season where God is literally telling me. Yeah, you're you're irritated, but suck it up. But you better figure out how to work through it healthily. And for somebody who like me, which this is who I used to be, to answer, if you guys were to ask me the question, who am I? Two years ago, <laughs> I was a very toxic, mean, and like hateful person. Um, and when another person is around you, like those parts of you are really hard to like you know, try and be better about, um, especially when someone's been gone for nine months in a random country, you're like, oh my gosh. So yeah, just like battling my old behaviors for the first time since I've been following Jesus is like a really crazy season. Sure. Refinement all the way around, I'm sure. Um, and I just want to encourage you in that too, because I've gotten to step alongside you and watch, you know, you know, from afar, but also kind of close up as well as you've been walking through that season and you've really been handling it with nothing but grace. So I really want to encourage you in the sense of it's encouraging to watch you handle what you've been handling and just the transition of life and season changes the way that you have. Um, I, I appreciate it, Brian. It's yeah, not to get into my fellowship of believers rant that I can get into, but like, it's the church like you guys have done a whole lot for me and I can talk about it on your Spotify podcast forever <laughs> about how much I love you guys but I won't <laughs> like a 25 minute rant <laughs> so well, guys it's the you. body it's Jesus. yeah no, it is for sure and we love you just as much uh, just know that that's you know reciprocated in the same way uh next question for you is you know you're kind of getting into it a little bit, but I wanted to hear about, you know, what in this season in life are you excited about? And uh, what's a dream that's kind of being placed on your heart right now? Yeah, I think um, this season, what I'm excited about is, um, I don't know, there's so much that I'm excited about just new work, like God's work in a new place. Um there's a lot of people who have been praying for upstate New York for years, years. And this area really had been untouched. And something about our, um, yeah, the network or just people who want to multiply disciples in general is there. They, we like to launch, God likes to launch people from the army who are doing this stuff, multiplying disciples to these army installations. And, uh, what's great about Fort Drum and being here is we're 
we, this is a very fresh harvest. God sent us here in a time um, where I was the only person up here sharing five times a week until uh, I had met my friend Elijah and then Cleo had shared and then they deployed and then Alex finally came and I was like, thank God someone's here. I can't. God, what a, do you want to circle back on that a little bit? Like, tell me about how you and Alex met or tell people kind of how you guys got, how you guys got stuff going in terms of Fort Drum. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So guys, uh, just for all of you Spotify listeners, all of Mackenzie's friends, um, and people who just come across this, my friends that are going to listen to this. So, uh, we are a part of a network. We're all just followers of Jesus who, have found this network that shares a lot of really great tools with us. Um, and they had showed me um, a, a sticker called the two kingdoms on Halloween of 2020. And it, the two kingdoms, for those of you who don't know the two kingdoms, it is a way to share the gospel that um, is just super simple. Uh, it says, all right, you're either, following um satan yourself you're giving into your flesh every day with zero repentance or you are following jesus he is the king of your life and they had asked me like all right who's which kingdom are you in the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of god and i had said that i was in the middle and um yeah the truth is there's no middle there's kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of god you're either following jesus or you're not so I had made Jesus my king that night and I had learned all these crazy tools, how to share the gospel, how to read my Bible, the types of things that I just didn't get from like legacy church, which there's nothing wrong with going to legacy church. It was just, they had taught me in a way that made me clearly understand what God was calling me to do. And, uh, Alex kind of the same way, kind of the same story, like, oh shoot, I'm in, I'm in the kingdom of darkness. And then was surrounded by people who had shared with him the same tools. And we had both been at Fort Benning. Um, Alex had moved short, moved there shortly after. Michael and I were already there for a while and almost on our way out. And um, we had heard that Alex was going to be moving to Fort Drum. And Michael and I were literally, the, like, we moved two weeks after we met Alex. But Alex still had some time to go. So we moved up here chilling for like eight to nine months and I get a call from Jim McKnight and or a call or a text it's like a group text I think and Jim's like yo Paige Michael I got a uh, I got a guy that's moving up there uh how do you feel about jumping on a zoom call and meeting them and this girl Hannah which she'll be here in a couple weeks was on the call too and we were on the zoom call and I was like oh shoot I met him at the Christmas party like I knew exactly who it was and um, yeah, he, we just talked and Jim was like, hey, I don't know how you feel about, you know, the church got it's got going, down, going on on Fort Drum, but like, hey, there's a guy coming who wants to lead and wants to be a part of your, the this church. And I was like, by all means, Alex, like, I need a dude, I need a man to come into this church and basically just lead these people because at the time God had trusted me with this couple and it was just hard. It was so hard because he was the husband was in the army. The the wife was older than me. And it's not that that dynamic couldn't work, but the guy needed another dude, like another macho man to say like, hey, this is what it looks like to follow Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah. a completely different kind of relationship. Yeah. 
So anyway, after the call, Alex got, got up here a couple weeks later, him and Nick Stokes, big, both of the guys, just so you know, both of them are like big West Point, like football players. Like they, <laughs> I opened my door and I was like, what's a jump? I'm going to get jumped. I'm going to die, bro. What the heck's going on? They're both huge. <laughs> They're huge. And I was, I'm like this, I'm tall, but like I'm skinny, like I'm tiny. And I'm like, I'm like, Ugh. Hey guys, my husband's deployed. I'm like, welcome to my house. Uh, here's walk in here. Here's my kitchen. Like talking to them forever, and yeah, it turns out they're just the nicest, like big fluffy bears you'll ever meet. Like it was crazy. So he came in immediately. I was like, please co-lead this church with me. Like I, I need a dude. I need somebody. And then guys, literally Mackenzie uh Mackenzie and Alex met the week I met Alex that same day that you guys were at the house the same day bro so he had his phone and like there was no sign of a girlfriend I literally asked him like do you have a girlfriend are you in a serious relationship yada 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 um because I was kind of hyped I was like this single dude is coming up here and he's gonna make so many disciples because he's single he has so much time on his hands no guys. literally a week later his screensaver was Mackenzie and he was like yeah I got this gr- I, I got a girlfriend now I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm in love with her like we're, this is it I was like Bless. and then she came up the next week and I met her I was like this is a great time guys and there's gonna be a wedding so now we're gonna party like this is great news the entire timeline of not only like I mean he'll tell our story when I get his butt on here but like (laughs) the fact that our friendship is the basis off of everything that happened in that is just hilarious to me no guys I've literally Mackenzie and I have known Alex the exact same time so I've known Mackenzie just as long as I've known Alex and Alex has known Mackenzie just as long as he's known me and it's just this weird little triangle it's not yeah it's not like creepy or anything guys it's not like weird weird but it's just like it's cool how all of our lives aligned at the same time and just like how I've been able to watch Alex and Mackenzie do this falling in love thing and following Jesus like the right way I hate to say there's like a right and wrong way but guys they're 100% is the right way to do it and uh it's with God at the center of it and it's just been so cool to watch it all happen. And I'm like taking notes. So when there's like some single dude, single girl that comes up to me, I'm like, listen, I know this couple who did it and they did it well. Here you go. Like, I love you. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, thank you. No, that means a lot. And uh, I'm kind of excited just from the perspective of like Alex and I were talking you know, it is going to be able to, it's going to be really cool to have those conversations with people down the road, you know what I mean? And be able to help people in that way. Um, and just kind of give back in the sense of being help, like helpful and guiding people. And, you know, you know, both of us had been in previous relationships where that wasn't the case. So to like see the redemption that came in that story obviously worked out quite well for where we're sitting right now, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, no, all together though, like just such a heart of gratitude for, you know, the way that the Lord has just worked and not just Alex in my life, but like even in knowing you and just Fort Drum and like everything that we have going on has been so cool to see in like the last, you know, five, six months that it's been. Um, and with that, if you're cool with it, I kind of want to transition a little bit deeper about you. You kind of started to tell a little bit of your story, but wherever you want to start from, like whatever you feel comfortable sharing, I would love to hear a little bit about more of your story and kind of your walk with the Lord. Yeah, so I know the last question I like didn't even answer because I was like, 
no place left. <laughs> with great people, the Lord, we love this. We love Jesus and what he wants. But yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a really, I don't have the most intense story. I don't think there's many things or there's not a lot of people that don't have kind of the same story when deciding to put Jesus on the throne of your life. Like you come from a broken place. Um, and some people's lives may seem a little bit more broken, but at the end of the day, like it's the same story and it's that Jesus died on the cross. So we could be forgiven for our sins and live a life that isn't easy, but is rewarding and fulfilling. Um, so I remember just to take it back to the first time I'd ever heard the gospel. Um, I was like seven, I think. And my grandma had shared the gospel with me and it was because I have a lot of anxiety. I don't want to say like, I suffer from it and say that it's like bad or worse than other people. Um, because anxiety is anxiety. Like I have, I grew up in a state of like fight or flight. Um, and it's just always been a normal feeling for me. And I remember I was just having so much anxiety at my grandma's house because I just was freaking out. Like I was always afraid of dying. I was afraid of like old people because I just didn't know what was next. And I didn't understand, you know, Jesus, but my grandma had always mentioned Jesus and I knew the word, I knew the person, but I just didn't understand like what the point of anything was. And my grandma, she kept telling me, cause I was telling her that I, I was crying and I was like, grandma, I'm scared of dying. I'm scared of death. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't like this feeling. And she said, just pray, just pray. And I was like, well, grandma, I don't know how to pray. What are you talking about? Like, stop talking to me about praying. And yeah, I was like, what the joke, bro? Like, And she, she was like, well, you pray to Jesus. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And she said, well, Jesus, um, he's a guy, he's, he's God's son. And he sent him down to die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And she was like, when you pray, you're talking to him and you're telling him like, you don't want to feel this way anymore. Like, take it away. He'll do anything. And I was like, what the heck? I don't know what that means. And I vividly remember the first time I had heard that I had like, I felt the spirit. I felt the spirit. Like that was my, that was my grandma without saying like, do you want to make Jesus your king? Have you ever made Jesus your king? Like my grandma shared the gospel with me. I had registered it and I had a choice at eight years old. If I was going to follow Jesus and I, if I was going to pray right there and talk to him and tell him to take over my life, take this pain away, this fear. Um, and I didn't, I didn't pray. I was very confused. I didn't know like what the next step was, but I was old enough to know that if I had prayed right then and there, I would have been saved. Um, and I didn't do it. So I went my whole life, uh, had a lot of crazy stuff happen in my life. It wasn't, um, I have great parents. I have a great mom. I have a great dad. I have an amazing, beautiful, kind, sweet, little sister. Um, we're a year and four days apart. My parents, uh, unfortunately they got divorced three years ago, but their marriage was like really hard to watch as a child. Uh, it wasn't healthy. There were good things. There were good parts of my life, obviously. Uh, but there was a lot of stuff that, um, 
yeah, that I don't want to go too much into detail about so I can still honor my parents and, you know, they still raised me and I'm still, I still had what I needed growing up. Um, but I just was very, I was very emotional, emotionally unstable child. And, uh, I grew up and my dad, he always preached college to me. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to college. Like it's time to graduate high school. Uh, and I had graduated high school, very depressed. Um, I remember the couple months before I graduated, my dad and I got in this huge fight because I was just being a turd. I, I was depressed and I was like mad and at the world, like every teenager, but like, I just didn't know how to express it. And my dad just wanted to love me and like, take care of me. And I just blew him off. And, um, yeah, my senior year, they got stationed after my senior year, my parents got stationed up here actually in Fort Drum, New York, it's full circle. Uh, and my sister graduated high school at uh, Carthage High, and I went down to Bowling Green, Kentucky, and I started my freshman year of college, and I used my dad's GI Bill. He was paying for the first year of college because I only had the first one or two years paid for. Only, I say that only, guys. There's a lot of people out there who probably are in severe college debt. I'm not in debt. My parents are a blessing. But anyway, I go to college. I fail my first semester horribly I literally smoked so much weed I was like so depressed I was being a hood rat and um it was just so bad I came home I at Christmas break and I looked at my parents I was like listen I failed my first semester of college and they were my dad looked at me he said you join ROTC uh so you either commission from your college or you move home and you have a full-time job or you can enlist like that's it I'm not supporting you and I was like okay so I went back to school I joined ROTC with my best friend my roommate a four year shout out to Tyler Hardy and we joined ROTC together and I had to work my butt off to get my grades up to uh, get a scholarship and I ended up getting a scholarship and um, my school was paid for and I did really great in ROTC and I met my husband my freshman, second semester of my freshman year in ROTC. And we started dating that summer going into our sophomore year. But our relationship was super rocky. We broke up a million times, got back together, went through a lot of stuff. But I had ended up basically, uh, I got baptized in 2018. My One of my cadre members pulled me into his office and shared the gospel with me. And he was like, all right, have you ever been baptized? Because he asked me if I believed in Jesus. And I was like, yes. He, he said, have you been baptized? I said, no. And he said, okay, cool. Like, we're going to get you baptized. So I got baptized. And um, I quote baptism lightly because I just swam. Guys, I, I got dunked. And then I got out of the water. I didn't even thank Jesus. I said, thank you, everybody, for coming here. Like, I thanked every person in the room before I even thanked Jesus. And that for me, looking back as a sure sign that I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I didn't know what I was, if I don't even think I accepted anything. And the night I got baptized, Michael and I, my current husband, we literally like, I'm pretty sure I say this very awkwardly because I don't know how to say this, but I want to be honest about it. It's like we slept together the night I got baptized. Like there was no change in my life. There was nothing that changed about me or the way I was living. I was, I didn't even feel the spirit. Ignore the call at the end. At the end. 
<laughs> guys i live on a military installation we're saluting it's five o'clock anyway <laughs> anyway long story uh i'm rambling now but i had got baptized in 2018 and um yeah no change and michael and i our relationship was very toxic um up until the day he commissioned like even a couple months after he commissioned I was supposed to commission in May of 2020, but January of 2020, I pretty much had a mental breakdown um, and I had self-harmed myself, like basically punched myself in the face uh, enough times to have to go to the hospital. And uh, yeah, it was just really sad. And I went to the hospital and I left the hospital. I had to call a taxi cab to come get me. It was horrible. And then I went um, straight to Michael's place. And it was just so bad, guys. Like, I had lied to my cadre. They had basically come to the conclusion that I was not mentally stable enough to, um, yeah, join the army. And they took my commission away. Uh, I didn't have to pay anything back. So that was a great, that was great news. But anyway, they took my commission away and it was really horrible. And it was because Michael and I were just in this toxic cycle all through college. Like we had mistreated each other so horribly to the point that I like hit myself and hurt myself uh, because I hated myself. Uh, and yeah, so I had lost my commission. Uh, I graduated though, so that was good. And that summer I worked as a, I worked at Cabela's and I was a janitor at a factory. So I was cleaning toilets at a 2 million square foot factory. And I was like, oh, I have a degree. I shouldn't be doing this. I was just in this huge cycle of self-pity. And then Michael and I had basically looked at each other before he was going to go to Bullock. And um, which is basic officer leaders course. It's for officers. They go to the school right when they commission. And he had went to the, we, he was about to leave and we looked at each other and we were like, hey, we either break up, we never see each other again and we keep doing this toxic cycle together uh, or, we, or we stop this toxic cycle together or we get married and keep doing this. Uh, and we were like, okay, I guess we'll get married and keep doing this. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. And we moved to Georgia and our friend had got us connected with Sarah and Tyler Sowell. I'd say their full name because I want everybody to know who they are. They are the people that God used to save my life. Um, God used Sarah that night when we went to a Halloween party. We were on our way to this Halloween party and Michael and I were talking about a divorce. We were like, all right, I'm going to pack my bags. I'm going to go to Virginia to see my live with my dad. That's it. And we got to that party. They shared with me the two kingdoms guys. And I put Jesus on the throne of my life. Like that night I prayed and I got in the shower when I got home and I like fell to my knees and I just started bawling my eyes out. I was like, Jesus, I will do anything. I will do anything you tell me to do. I don't want to get a divorce. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to break my husband's stuff and, you know, verbally and mentally abuse him because that's what I was doing. Um, I don't want to do this. And that night in my shower, 
I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time since I was eight. And I everything's changed since I started. I shared that I got saved October 31st. And I shared the gospel for the first time November 2nd. Um, at Iron Bank Coffee. And I started reading my Bible. I started in Mark on November 2nd. Uh, and ever since then it's it's been crazy ride guys like I can't even I know I just was, talked about a bunch of horrible things that happened before I made Jesus my king but it's been the complete opposite Michael and I aren't divorced we've been married for two years um yeah I just I, I'm not crazy my anxieties are pretty much cured like I am healed and redeemed my marriage is redeemed like it's been crazy. I've never met a body of believers the way in this way. Like this is, I know why Jesus died. Um, so, and it was for all of us. Like, and that night it was for me. I was like, Oh my gosh, for me. Like, So thank you for sharing and taking the time to kind of dive into that further. Um, I know, obviously I knew that just from being your friend, but I appreciate you being so vulnerable to share that with people who are listening. Um, when you like kind of looking now to where you're at and just in reflection, what has been the biggest change that you've seen in yourself? Guys, I say guys because I'm like talking to everybody listening to this. I'm like, look at me. I'm already, I'm already pro, pro podcaster, period. But anyway, again, guys, I'm talking to everybody listening. I used to be like the meanest and like most hateful and like miserable person. And I hurt so many people that loved me for so long. Like my best friend, um, Tyler, she had stuck by me all four years of college. The last like two and a half years of college, like I completely neglected her. Um, and she never judged me. She never made me feel bad for wanting to be in a toxic relationship or being extremely toxic in our relationship. Um, and I just mistreated her for so long and I was so mad at the world I hated my family I hated everybody um and since I've been following Jesus like I am I don't know like you wouldn't even what do you even I, I even saying that I was a mean and hateful person is probably like surprising to to you and like to people that know me listening to this like I am so joyful now and I genuinely love people and I don't want to compete with people anymore. I don't want to be better than every person in my life. Like I just want to be with people and I want to love people well. Um, and I don't want to do it because of, because I want to make up for how horrible I was. Um, I want to do it because like, that's what Jesus did. And I want to be more like him. And if that's what I need to do, um, to, for God to use me to bring more people into the kingdom, like that's, that's what I'm going to do. And it has been the most re like joyful thing I've ever experienced in my life. 
Man, that's crazy. And like I said, I've really only known you like over the course of if we look at both of our lives, just this real quick, like last chapter that we've presently been in, you know, yeah. I haven't seen you in the before. I've only seen the after of what your life has looked like. And even like you just said, for me to hear some of the things that you've walked through, like, yeah, I knew some of it, but to hear some of the things that you've walked through and the trials that you've experienced, um, you know, we're doing a case study right now on uh, the book of James and uh, mm-hmm. in James chapter one, you know, it talks about persevering, you know, enduring through yeah. trial and uh, just to see the way that you've endured through, through your trials and just the things that life has thrown at you and kind of the challenges and whatnot that you've had in the course of your life um, is inspiring in itself. But what's even more, um, you know, inspiring, honestly, is just to see the way that you you authentically thinking of your life you know you made a full decision committed to that but also just to see the way that he's just infused your life in such a way that that radical change changes I should say those radical changes have happened um yeah you were like the most joyful person on the planet you were constantly smiling you're always pouring into others like you're happy-go-lucky so to even just see it from again my point of view where I've only known you basically like since you've made Christ your king uh, is just wild in a sense, but I think that speaks a lot to, to who Jesus is, you know, and to, and to what his power is when you grant him the authority and you allow him, you know, an opportunity to come into your life and into your heart, like what transformation can really happen. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie, if I would have met you before I made Jesus my king, you, Jesus, my king, I just mixed all those words. Jesus, my king, <laughs> before I made Jesus, my king, I would have been pissed. I don't know. Like, Who's this beautiful girl who like is an entrepreneur, is creative, well-spoken, like um, she's a threat, like get away from me. I would have been mad. And now I'm just like grateful that someone who challenges me um, is a part of my life uh, and shows me more of life and, you know, a even a greater, greater tips on following Jesus. What do I do? Like, you're going to teach me, I've been married for two years, but when you and Alice get married, you're going to be like, this is my advice as a wife. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to take it. You got married two days ago. Like, I'm going to take that wife advice girl. Like, but no, before I would have been like, ew, I'm better than you, but it's just not the same. And that's not how God created us. So. I think there's a there's a unique facet, especially not to like target women, but I think like women specifically deal a lot of times with with the competition side of things or even like the threat of another person. And I think it's just so beautiful that you can be in a spot where like you're fully content in who you are, not because of your title, not because of your accomplishments, not really because of any of your doing, but simply because of who you belong to. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, see that in you as your friend you know what I mean because especially as women I mean we know that we can look at the world and know that that's not the way that the world necessarily rolls but there's just a lot of freedom that's able to be found you know in the opportunity to have you know incredible strong faith-filled friends and you know sisterhoods with people of all different dynamics and backgrounds and walks of life and whatnot and not feel threatened by their presence or, you know, you know, threatened or upset by their presence or even the need to compete with their presence, but simply, you know, grateful for the friendship and what you get to learn and take and just honestly, the opportunity to do life together. Like it is so fun to do life by your side. You know what I mean? 
And it's going to be more fun when I'm actually up there, not doing the whole back and forth thing, but like mm. fun to have sisters in Christ and even just like faith-filled relationships and friendships where you get to do life by the side of people who are, you know, on the same mindset and kind of track as you. Um, so it's such a blessing. Yeah, it really is. And it's, I'm excited. And I think finally having an identity is what is, like you said, not even what I've done. I mean, if you look at me and you like take away the whole Jesus part of my life, like I would look like a complete failure. Um, but that's not what Jesus says. And I know that. And I'm embracing that finally. <laughs> and like none of that, none of, none of that failure quote failure matters because it it led to my redemption and my Michael and I's redemption like my husband was not following Jesus and I can confidently say now like my husband is following Jesus and it's because I was faithful um with what God gave me in our relationship our marriages I feel like it's redeemed I I I, I feel, I don't like using statements. I feel when God's telling me like it is, mm -hmm. but yeah, let's scratch it. I don't feel, I know it is. And God says it is. And yeah, it's just, it's so cool. Embracing your identity in him. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I'm really glad that you brought that up and to kind of segue a little bit, um, just because we kind of are talking about like takeaways or just things that you've learned. You know, if I had to sit here and say, you know, Paige, what would be your biggest piece of advice for those listening? And that that's not, you know, categorized by anything. It's just, you know, what the Holy Spirit is telling you or what you feel in your heart and are led to say, you know, what would be your biggest piece of advice for listeners? Yeah, um, I, Mackenzie sent me this question because I was like, what questions are you going to ask me? I'm like, I just, what are you going to ask me? Mackenzie? I'm scared. Um, <laughs> so um, I saw that question and I was like, bro, what piece of advice do I have? I'm 24. Like, what kind of advice can I give to this world right now? And I was even telling her and Alex, I think it was you and Alex that I was talking to when I was talking about this question. I was like, yeah, the only piece of advice I have is like, bro, if you have not made Jesus your king, like, make Jesus your king. Um, if you truly believe that Jesus died on the cross, like, you need to accept his gift um, because that's what's going to, that's that's what's going to do everything for you um and i'd say other pieces advice like even just non-believers like i said make jesus your king but if you just refuse to do that um i've said this since i was a little kid it's just like be yourself um and for believers that are listening to this uh share the gospel, um, share the gospel with your friends and your family and go to church, find a church that is open about sin and being, accountability. Uh, yeah, accountability and just people that are in repentance every day. Um, people that are telling you to share the gospel and make disciples. Uh, yeah, I think, that would be great advice for anybody listening. And um, like I said, just make Jesus your king. And I feel like there's something else that I was like really dying to say when about the advice thing, like something good came up. 
but my brain has got like I think there's my, a I'm a squirrel squirrel <laughs> I think uh honestly kind of just circling back on what you just said you know obviously making Jesus the king of your life like that's the decision you make but I also think on the flip side of that you have to make an active choice to authentically live that out uh because if you know the actions don't align with the decision then really what what is it worth you know what I mean and um I was also just going to kind of circle back to what you're saying again and reiterate because I think at least for me in my life, like I was fortunate that I grew up in a faith-filled home and I in, in a business where like those are things that can be talked about and whatnot. But in terms of having people my age that are following Christ and pursuing Christ, um, that wasn't something that I had a lot of. You know, I work with a lot of older people just in terms of my job. So my network and my community of people my age was honestly really lacking. And uh, that was something that I had been just adamantly praying over and praying for this past summer. And again, just to see the way the Lord had opened such incredible doors with, you know, community and friends. Again, it's so much more fun to do life when you have people like on the same mindset, same track that you can share your faith with and walk alongside of. But even bigger than that, what you were just saying, you know, to have a body of believers or a community or a network, whatever you want to call it, um, of people who not only can pour into you and love you and, and remind you of truth, but also help you maintain your accountability, whether that's personal and self or just even accountability. Um, and what you say you're going to do is a huge thing. Like you talk about Alex and I, for example, well, first of all, Alex and I wouldn't be anything if it weren't for the Lord one, mm -hmm. uh, but secondary to that, like the amount of people that just pour into us, you know, our married friends, our church friends, you know, our, our body, our network, our community of believers, like we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. You know how many of you all are pouring into each of us individually, but also collectively, but also helping us maintain the accountability of, hey, we're going to do this right all the way through, even when it sucks, even when it's hard. And to just be mm -hmm. able to have accountable conversations and honest conversations when stuff does happen. Um, you know, I was saying on a meeting that I was on earlier this week, not to kind of take away from what we were just saying, Paige, but like engagement has been one of the most refining seasons of my life, right? Because like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, like everything you do is like all of a sudden illuminated. And then you're like, okay, like not what parts of me do I need to fix, but where can I be edified or where do I need refinement? Like what is the Lord working to do through me? And I've just seen a lot of ways that my heart's changed and I've been refined along the way. And I know that's solely by the work of the Lord, but I also know that a huge piece of that is the accountability and just the friends that love me, but love me enough to hold me accountable and hold me to a higher standard. Um, so I think what you said about having a body of believers and just a community in general is a really, really important piece. Yeah. And I mean, like something that's stuck with me too is that's part of the reason why Jesus died is like, bro, it says when he died, the temple, the temple curtain fell. Um, and that was so all of us, uh, could have the relationship that the priests and all of these holy people had with him behind this curtain, that thing fell. Um, and it was so we could all have this really intimate relationship with God. And I think that's why, um, church is so great that I don't think I know that's, that's what Jesus wants us to connect like that and hold each other accountable and have these really hard conversations um because we have the holy spirit and if we can if we can get really mature and really distinguish what the heck the holy spirit is saying we'll be able to 
really sharpen each other. Um, iron sharpens iron, baby. And amen. Amen. So, yeah. Um, kind of bounce off of, you know, biggest advice that you have. Like what you said is so profound, but it seems so simple. But again, I think that principle comes back to like the authentic choice to live it out. Um, and that's a daily thing. Like you got to take up your cross daily. That's not anything that's new to either of us, but probably a lot of these listeners. But if I were to ask you, you know, some of the things that you've learned along the way, what would be a couple of things that you've just learned, whether it's about yourself or about the Lord or just your walk in general? Uh, what are some stuff that you've learned along the way? Um. I've learned so much about myself and I think I'm what I've learned this last like year is yeah this last year since we've moved here is I've not that God still is done with me or like done sharpening me and that I still don't have a story but it's like man Paige is cool like she's great God's doing great things uh but like what the heck do I do now I'm going to go, I'm going to leave my house and I'm going to go share the gospel and I'm going to hope somebody responds and I'm going to teach them everything that's been taught to me. Um, so I think the biggest thing that I've learned this past year is like God's heart is for the world. It's for everybody. His heart is for people. Um, and how can I be a part of that? Uh, and that's by obeying Jesus and leaving my home and sharing with people and inviting them to learn more about Jesus. Um, so yeah, I think that's been the biggest thing is, all right, Paige, you're cool. Like love spending, love learning more about my identity in Christ. Like how can we go and help other people embrace their identity in Christ and accept him? So yeah, that's, that's by doing what I'm told to do by God and by my besties, Sarah, Tyler, Jim, like Rwanda, you guys, and yeah, just having no easy day church and listening to these dudes in our living room, like <laughs> talk about their walk with Jesus. I'm like, I know I got you like been there, done that. Yeah. All right. What do we do now? All right. Let's read our Bible. Let's listen to what God's saying to us. Um, how do we get you to go share this with your friends, bro? Like, how do we get you to embrace this vision that God's calling us to do? And that's get more freaking people in the kingdom, like all in God's glory and power. But like, how is he going to use us? Right. How can we be the vessels for that? Mm -hmm. And that I kind of, before we wrap up, I want to share a little bit just because I mean, you know, Aubrey, she's a mutual connection of both of ours. Period. We love Aubrey. Hey, Aubrey, if you're listening, yeah. we love you both. On uh, Zoom earlier this week and something that she, and it kind of just reminded me of what you were saying. And that's why I want to touch on it real quick before we wrap up is, you know, I don't know about you, but I know for myself specifically, excuse me, myself specifically, um, you know, because I'm such a like, hey, you know, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. I need to get all this done in my day, like check the boxes, crossings off my list. Um, you know, something I've realized is I get so stuck in like what I'm doing or the work that I'm processing that I don't allow the Lord to necessarily work um, the way that he wants to. And something that Aubrey had really shared and just brought to light that really had resonated with me was just allowing the Lord to interrupt your day. Um, and whether mm -hmm. it's a situation or a conversation or whatever, you know, he orchestrates in terms of circumstance, 
but just looking for the opportunities, but also just being grateful for the opportunities that we have to allow the Lord to interrupt our day. Because for us, that could seem like an inconvenience, you know, like I know my personality and know enough that like at first, probably at least the first few times I would probably be annoyed or I have been, I can honestly say that. Right. Um, but I think there's a lot of joy to be found in the fact that like, when you start looking for that or looking forward to those opportunities, your perspective changes. And you were saying like, get out of the house. Well, it sucks to get out of your house when you live basically in Canada in the middle of February. You know what I mean? Like that's not anything that everybody wants. Snowflakes hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Paige is up to like, I don't even know, probably like 15 feet of snow up there so far (laughs) this year. Uh, It's ridiculous, but just Using my favorite phrase that Paige loves so much to wrap us up. Third posture, um, get it, girl. Posture of being able to just be adaptable to like what the Lord throws at us and just just for that daily interruption. Um, and to really just on ultimately like be a vessel of his. Like, Lord, how can you use me today? Like in conversation, in my efforts, in you know, what I'm doing in terms of work, like all of those things. How can I be used uh, by you and you know for your glory, right? And uh, that's just something that's been on my heart this week because I am, you know, that person who wants to get it all done and be productive and all those things. But on the flip side of that, there's a lot of incredible things and moments and just special things that can really come from, you know, letting the Lord interrupt our days as he sees fit, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think what you're saying is great. And I think the reminder that like, these tasks, this list, these minute things that I'm doing, like they're still glorifying Jesus. Those things are still glorifying Jesus. And I love reminding people of that is because there's so many, I have all of my, all of my friends, but you are literally moms, like no joke. And it's like, they feel like, you know, I got to change. I got to clean my house. I got to change baby's diaper. I got to do this, this, and this. I got to feed myself, my kids, my family. And it's like, Yeah, those are things that, you know, don't feel like are glorifying the kingdom, but they are 100%. Like your to-do list is glorifying the kingdom. Um, But exactly, I completely agree. Like letting God interrupt and that's where obeying him and like doing those, the checklist, like I need to read a couple chapters a day. I need to pray this week, this amount of time, like God's calling me to do this. That's when those things start to come into play that's when you recognize like this is this is paying off because it's you know I'm grocery shopping I'm stressed uh God just sent me somebody in the aisle to talk to right now and I know that's the spirit telling me to have this conversation because I was doing those things um not that that has to align but that's when those like little to-do list tasks that you get annoyed with (laughs) like really start you to show your mature your maturity um and yeah i just i everything a lot a lot of what we do that is on that to-do list is glorifying jesus and i love when god interrupts my day sometimes you know what that's i don't love it all the time but i love it most <laughs> in <laughs> reflection upon reflection usually you can look back and find the joy yeah. exactly but- yeah, no, girl, I appreciate you taking the time today. Um, I know, you know, we were kind of laughing at the beginning. This was something that probably should have happened a long time ago, but just <laughs> the way in circumstances of our seasons of life right now, this is when we got to make it happen. Um, and it's a joy and an honor to know that you're kind of the person that's kicking off, you know, season four of just grow with it. But also, um, 
I think it's a joy and honor to be able to do life by your side and kick off this new year with you. Um, because I think there's going to be a lot of incredible things that are coming, not only in each of our lives individually, but collectively, you and I as a friendship, but also the church and the ministry. And just, I think there's a lot of really sweet things to look forward to this year. And I think a lot of that's going to come back from kind of like you were just saying, you know, the work that's been done over those last six months or so, you know what I mean? For you longer, but really me, um, the last six months to a year, I'm excited to see the fruit of, you know, those seeds that have been planted over the the course of the last few months. Um, so with that being said, I first want to thank you for your time. Uh, secondary to that, I want to thank you for being so honest and transparent um, because I know it's not always necessarily easy to talk about your story, especially when it's particular to you or, you know, it might have been difficult things that you've endured, but your honesty and willingness to be vulnerable is something that is so appreciated because I know there's going to be a lot of people who resonate with that. Uh, and third, just girl, to reiterate who you are, like you are such a bundle of joy. Um, even if you weren't before Jesus, uh, you are such a bundle of joy and you bring so much light uh, and just laughter and fun to everybody whose lives that you uh, touch. And, you know, I think your touch is far beyond what you might necessarily think it is. And I, I hope you know how loved and cherished and special you are, but also just the profound impact that that you've been making um, in terms of your network and your community, but like also communally in Fort Drum. Um, you are a force to be reckoned with. Again, you are a daughter of the King and uh, you are just so loved and cherished. And I thank you for your time today. Hey, thanks for, thanks for having me and saying such nice things about me. Oh, hey. I, it makes me <laughs> emotional just even hearing that you think of me that way, because just, I never would have thought anybody would say those things about me, especially call myself. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you and I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully Maybe we could uh, someday get on here, me, you, and Alex, and we can just talk about like what God's doing yeah. on Fort Drum and just give the world an update on like sure. God's plan and God's vision here. Because guys, I'm telling you, this place is about to blow up with with the light, um, and we know that we we see that, and we're excited for Mackenzie to become a permanent resident. <laughs> I don't know if Mackenzie <laughs> necessarily is, but she's getting there. She's getting there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're just pumped to see what this next year brings. And dude, you're just a huge piece of that. So I just want you to know how loved and special you are and how much I appreciate you. And uh, Paige Bentley will absolutely be back for her second debut on Just Grow With It. Uh, but with that being said, y'all, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye, guys. Period. <laughs>